WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. So they're, fuck that up. All right. So they're just WCB podcast. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? No. What? You got something to talk? Is there something for us to talk about today? Just, it's a, it's a day. It is a day. We knew this day was coming. But man, today is just shit. Well, if you've been living under a rock, Patrick Kane has been traded. Um, this has essentially been talked about, I think, since we recorded last. I think that was, like, when the framework was really starting. And then it really built up, like, Thursday, Friday. And then it sounded like Saturday it was happening. Yeah. Any second. Well, yeah. And then it was held off for maximum cap reasons. And, and, it's just, earlier and then today, it, it's just kind of like, when is the Band-Aid going to get fucking ripped off? And literally, as I was walking into the studio to record, the alert comes through. The Blackhawks have traded Patrick Kane to the Arizona Coyotes, who yep. then traded him to the New York Rangers. Good what on the Coyotes to to hold to keep their word. <laughs> That's hilarious. If you if you follow us on Twitter, I I did a screenshot of it. Cap friendly didn't fully update the whole trade. So at one point it looked like Arizona got Patrick Kane and a third round pick from the Rangers for, and the Rangers got what was it Zeke? Yeah, Cooper Zach. So, yeah, I mean, we got some hockey to talk about, but as I pointed out to Tanner, I feel like these games are irrelevant to even talk about now because the franchise officially changed, and yeah, all sights are now set on. The giraffe lottery. Yeah, I mean that's the main thing, and it's kind of like, well, like tonight before this goes live. I mean, they got Arizona, and that's a team that we want to battle for the for last. Um, since we last recorded, they played Dallas, and that was Kaner's last game. So how did he a, a, a come a comeback win in Dallas down three nothing and I think he had what three points him and two goals uh, Max Domi Max Domi and his assist to Domi's goal if I remember correctly was like one of those moments where just like oh no just stay both of you yeah. don't go anywhere let's let's keep this going let's run it back yeah the the two of them have were just on such a heater together um, yeah. <laughs> so that's that happened. It's that crazy. Was, that's the like, it's, you don't even who would have who would have known that that was going to be it. Um, that sucks. <laughs> Kaner's last goal in the United Center was disallowed. The greatest goal to not count was Kaner's last. Yeah, man, God. fuck. And then he tried to do it again in the shootout. Holy shit! Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then after that game, um Kaner's officially out of the lineup. Black yeah, Hawks. but didn't know until Saturday when there, there's all the rumblings of like the trade is basically done. They come out and say that Kaner is went back home rather than being with them on the road trip to kind of like collect his thoughts. So what it, it really seemed like was the trade was in place. They were still just waiting for him to give the green Sorry. light. 
and then there's also like the whole cap like finagling that they needed to do but that ended up me like allowing the hometown kid david gust who i think what he signed his contract on like thursday it's not on friday, friday thursday friday, thursday and met them in california and it, the plan was to have him play monday against anaheim which <clears throat> guess what you're playing saturday instead <laughs> yeah which is hilarious too i don't know who i'm more excited for dave gus who if you're a local like a Norland park native and all that you know his family owns arctic ice arena I mean, he is a huge part of, of Orland Park hockey. But I don't know who I was more, more happy for, Dave Gus or our, our buddy uh, Winks, who is one of Dave Gus's best friends. And he's been pitching all season on his Instagram, sending notes as Dave Gus just absolutely kills it in Rockford, saying, hey, Kyle Davidson, please sign him. Thanks. And, like, tagging the Blackhawks <laughs> and stuff all season. And then finally gets signed. He screenshots one of his past posts and was like, They'll write my email. Thanks, guys. And then <laughs> that's so good. I so just love it. Was it was such a cool moment too? And it's just like, all right, you're playing for the Hawks. Um, I'm sure you're a longtime Hawks fan. You get to play without Patrick Kane. <laughs> like you play for like this historic franchise that, um, that had so much success. Your first game is the is the very first game. Uh, they said since April 4th, 2004, that did not contain Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, or Patrick Kane. That's 19 years. That's a fucking, that is so insane to me to think about it that way. Yeah. Like, what? It's, it's, it's crazy. So, of course, he's like, oh, I'll take over. And he scores on his first shot. <laughs> Yeah. How, how cool is that? It's a cool story, too, for him. Like, he, he was ready to retire after he won the Calder Cup with the Wolves last season. What's the Wolves or the Ice Hogs? Wolves. He signed oh, with really? the Ice Hogs. Yeah, then he signed. I, somebody was, like, I, I saw somewhere, too. They were like, yeah, or he said it or something. He's like, yeah, when I, or he said when I won the Calder Cup last year. But I saw, like, places where they're like, yeah, when he won it with Rockford. I was like, I don't think they won oh, it last yeah, year. Like, what the he, he won it with the Wolves. <clears throat> gonna retire but then he was like you know what let's let's run it back rockford offered him they yeah, go to rock vegas yeah went there he's been killing it i think it was like 50 50 points in 51 games in rockford this year um we kind of said too we were joking like me Noli, and all we're talking about like we said that probably this is the best case scenario for him like around trade deadline he might get the, yeah. the contract and signed up they signed him for two years um Mason Davey, yeah. 29 years old NHL debut for the Blackhawks, like always the best. He's living our fucking dream. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Like how cool is that? It's and so then he awesome. scores on his first shot. Of course, of course. In how his first else? game and his first shift. Like, let's go. That's awesome. Like, good it was a great. It was a great assist by Blackwell too. It was oh, just yeah. like out of the corner. He's just posted up right in front of the net. All he has to do is just tap that bad boy in. It was it was really cool, and then I think I sent you a stat, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I think he joins <clears throat> Eddie Olchek. It's like the only Chicago native to score the first goal in Chicago. <clears throat> yeah, Dave sorry, Gus. I've also been kind of sick this weekend, so my throat's a little weird. Dave Gus became the second <laughs> Illinois-born player to score in his NHL debut with Blackhawks legend joining uh, Eddie Olchek. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
That is <clears throat> good for good for him. Good for Gus. Especially uh, since that happened almost 40 years ago. Yeah. And I mean, the only other person I know that came close to scoring in their debut was uh, Scott Darling. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just so kidding. They won that game 4 3 in the shoot. Um, Brett Steeney also scored his first goal of the season, too. So oh, it was like two guys getting their first goal. He, he It's not his first NHL goal, but his first goal on the Hawks. Mostly been tearing it up this and, season. And then, and then, of course, Max Domi also scores, and he, he just continues his tear. <clears throat> Damn, man. That made it five wins, row. five wins in a row for the Hawks. Um, so no Patrick Kane. We the reports were coming out with what the trade package was going to be and didn't involve any players of note or a first round draft pick. The Hawks have won five games in a row. What the fuck was going on there? Come Monday, trip to Anaheim, and things set back in motion. Where the Ducks beat the Blackhawks four um, two, yeah. it started off with a Tyler Johnson power play goal, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" He's probably like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here. Let's let's score, <laughs> let's score some goals." Domi on the assist as well. Yeah, just continuing. Yeah, like I thought, it, like that was just because he was with Kane and they were just tearing it up together. And Domi just continues to put up points. I think that was his fiftieth point. How bad is this power play going to be now without Kane? Well, it's, he's just under fifty points now. <clears throat> um. I don't know. I mean, they scored a power play goal. <laughs> two. They scored two. Yeah, <laughs> they scored more power play goals against Anaheim than they did like the previous like ten games. <clears throat> oh man! So the, the funny thing is, like, you can say like, yeah, it's against Anaheim, but Anaheim's actually been stealing some games lately because John Gibson was tearing. Oh, you know what? Dostal was in that. That's why. <clears throat> yeah, there was at one point that everybody in the Pacific Division was on a losing streak except for the Ducks. That's kind of funny. I, I saw a tweet about that, and someone was like, and I'm Mighty Ducks GM right now, just where we want them. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the other day I saw that uh, John Gibson had like a 53 save, not shutout, but got a win where they won like by like three to two or something. That like was that. like a game they- and they only had like after, 17 shots on that and they won. Was, yeah, and that was like a day after Craig Anderson had like a 50 something save when yeah. was it Florida or Tampa? Probably. Jesus. God, man. Un- unreal. And then tonight the Hawks will take on Arizona. Arizona. The Coyotes. Patrick Kane, Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> uh so that another game, big game. Against um, a team that you need to lose to for for draft lottery position, and you know what? I just think thought about this to, when this is posted. It's March first, so we need to do player and team of the month as well. Oh cool shit! Um, so throw that out there. Um, oh yeah, give me a minute to look it up. Oh no, yeah, take um, your time because I'm gonna pull up. I'm because I was thinking about pulling up the Hawks stats for for February as a whole, and I was just like, oh shit. Well, yeah. What do you what would you say for like um, three stars of the week? <laughs> um, Domi, like yeah, Dave yeah, Gus, Gus. Matt's Domi, and Patrick Kane. Yeah, I guess that would make that'd be good. Uh, franchise. Wait, did Kaner Kaner went out on the game winner? Did he assist on that Domi goal against Dallas? Yeah, or one of them. Not the not the second. 
Domi goal, the first his first one. Oh, he didn't get the game winner assist. So going into tonight to tonight's game, um, the Hots have played eleven games in February. They are six, four, and one this month. So five hundred hockey in a month against when you played all teams that could potentially jump you in the draft lottery. Not great. Yep. They Not they've great. been they've been doing pretty well, like I said last pod since uh January first. So it's crazy. 20, 29 goals for 37 against. Uh power play percentages at 12.1, PK percentage 82.1. Um, and they're averaging 30.8 shots per game and have a face-off percentage of 48.8. So one more game to add to that total, but yeah, um, at this point now you gotta kind of they're still kind of playing the exact same hockey since January first, thirteen ten and one. I mean they've been looking good. That's there's been a lot of like really good puck movement, especially in the last like week or so. Um, a lot of surprising like progress that I've noticed out of the guys, which is why I mean led to a lot of the wins that they've gotten. And they've still been getting like pretty solid goaltending. But yeah, it's been it's been good stuff for a while. It has been an interesting. <clears throat> it's been such a weird season for the Hawks, and like I don't even just mean that because of like all the trades and all that kind of stuff too. It's just like it's just what is this team? <laughs> like, there's yeah. times where it's like they need to. They're the worst team in the league. Like, god awful. Why are we putting ourselves through this? And then there's times where it's like. Where the fuck was this when we had all the pieces and and could have made a difference in in the standings? Yeah, I mean, November versus like January and February are like two completely different teams on paper. It's, it's insane, or not on paper, just on the score sheet. It's it's weird. I think it's I think part of it too could just be the fact that like <clears throat> Luke Richardson has like had the more than half a season at this point to kind of like really put this team to like gel well together. And the other, I mean, I guess not having Jonathan Taves out there, not having Patrick Kane, it's kind of like who you're looking to next. Like, I think Max Domi's probably like the guy and like he's played with for Luke Richardson and he, they, he really likes him as a coach and I'm sure he likes him as a player and they probably gel really well. And everybody would probably be listening to him. Who, who would have thought coming into this season that the rest of the way, the face of the franchise is going to be Max Domi? Yeah, I don't know, but I don't <laughs> mind it. I think it's actually pretty good. I like, I, I think that he's a better face of the franchise than like Seth Jones, actually. Oh, 100%. And it's just because Seth Jones just, just like, he just seems like a very quiet, reserved kind of person that like doesn't, I don't know, just he doesn't, his game. <clears throat> isn't like anything great i like i like the way max domi plays just because it's like you always know when he's on the ice <laughs> he's either doing something exciting offensively or he's doing something even if it's stupid at least you're like oh yeah he's they don't fuck with that guy <laughs> i was wondering this too the other day it's like do we like max domi so much because of his dad like I love Ty Domi and, and everything. Oh, yeah. on the ice. <laughs> and so it's like, do we just like give Max a little bit of a, a little bit of a pass because of that? Or is it like genuinely like, Oh no, we like his, his style. I like, I like his style. I think, or, I mean, he's got so much more like offensive capabilities than his dad did. And 
it's it's cool. I don't know. I just like him as a player. He's <laughs> a player his dad was, that's for sure. Yeah. I also like the fact that a lot of other teams don't like him, which is like, yes, this is the kind of guys that I like. He's he's Brad Marchand. Like, you hate him when he's not on your team. But yeah. if he was on your team, you'd probably like him. Although I still fucking would hate Marshawn on the Blackhawks. I'm sorry. I, I will die by that. But... I just, well, I don't like the little dumb shit that Marshawn does that you're just like, what the fuck? At least when Matt like, does something stupid, it's like, I just saw red. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you, you, he loses it. <laughs> he doesn't do something like, <laughs> like lick Connor, somebody. Connor Murphy, yeah, Connor Murphy can uh, vouch for that. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so looking ahead really quick, um, not really quick because I just closed out that tab on accident, but the Hawks, so like I said, they play tonight against Arizona. Um, next time they play Thursday against Dallas. Um, so that's going to be weird. Saturday against Nashville? I'm going to be at that game, so that's going to be very weird, that first home game without Kane. Yeah. Like actually on the line on the team. On the team, yeah, yeah. I've been Saturday, to a where he's been out. <laughs> Saturday against Nashville, Monday – the return of Debrinket, um, to a team Tigers. that he barely recognizes. Yeah, he's gonna be like, is it really a return if you don't really know the team? Um, like who? Like who's left? Like Kershev, Seth Jones, Connor Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean Ty Johnson, Johnson, yeah, Tyler Johnson, Jujar Kara. Um. Yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> God damn, dude. That's, yeah. And then Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, they will face off against Detroit in Detroit. Um, yeah, I just, it's going to be really interesting. Last, we're down to the last month and a half of the season, which is insane to me how fast this year has gone. Yeah. I thought this it, was going to be it, a long it, it really season. has been such a quick year. God, and now I don't know. Is it gonna feel as fast? Because <laughs> what ha- what do we what happens? What do we do? What are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can talk. Let Let's move into the trade talk here a little bit because there's enough to talk about. Um, before all this went down, there was a minor trade on Sunday. Jack Johnson, um, got dealt back to the Colorado Avalanche, um, in return for Andreas. Was it England. England? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who played in his first game against Anaheim? Did okay. Yeah, I mean, great, great for Jack Johnson. Like, <clears throat> kind of saying, like, he kind of quietly played his role really well here. Uh, he ate minutes. He, he played defensive hockey. And now he's going back to the Colorado Avalanche, who are healthy. They're getting healthy. They're yep. making their way. Like honestly, with all the moves that we'll, we'll talk about in NHL talk, they have to be the favorite to come out of the West again. They have to be. Yeah, now that they're getting healthy and everything too. Um, I yeah, I mean the thing that I liked Jack Johnson was just it seemed like every player on the team really liked him and respected him. Um, <clears throat> kind of like I would say like a Brent Seabrook type player, where. Just defensive does his does his job. I mean, the team wasn't really good all around him, so <clears throat> he was a minus twenty five. But everybody on the team besides Jake McCabe was a minus. Yeah, and speaking of Jake McCabe, um, yesterday 
Blackhawks made another trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs, sending Jake McCabe, where they retained 50% of his salary, so a $2 million cap hit going to Toronto. Uh, Sam Lafferty, a 2024 fifth-round pick conditional, and a 2025 fifth-round pick conditional. Uh, condition of those, the fifth-round pick transferred to the Toronto will be the lowest of the 2024 fifth-round picks that the Blackhawks own at the time of the draft. So again, lowest, does that mean towards the top number one, or does it mean towards number 32? Again, you talked about this last week, and now that I you said that, I just keep looking at it, and it, it kind of drives me insane. I'm assuming when they say lowest, they mean numerically in the draft. So not, va- not lowest value pick. So are you saying closest to 32 or closest to one? Closest to one. I wish they would just say better, the better pick of the of the fifth round because it's like obviously the better one is the one that's sooner um Um, there was the there was the the couple of trades that you glossed over before the for the hawks johnson trade yeah did we talk oh no no did we talk about sight yeah, we talked about that was like because that, that broke right as we started recording. Oh, okay. But then there was the one for Josiah Slavin and Hunter Drew. Oh my god. Which God's is just awesome. a minor league one. <laughs> but we forgot about it. <laughs> like I forgot like fucking Max Domi or something just got dealt dealt or something. Nah, but, my bad. I don't know. I couldn't um, remember. They coming back from the Hawks to the Hawks from Toronto is Joey Anderson, Pavel Gogolov. Gogolov. My bad. Um, a 2025 first round pick, which is top 10 protected, and a 2026 second round pick. Uh, so the Hawks gained 2.4 million dollars in cap space. Toronto lost 2.4 million dollar cap space. We'll get it on to Toronto in a second here, but great, I mean, great fucking pickups for for Toronto with this. And like, like I said, yeah. NHL talk talking about the the deals um, Dubis has been making. Holy shit. Um, I mean, this definitely helps them in the future, too, because Jake McCabe has two years left. It doesn't. Lafferty still has another year, too. Oh, probably. I think he has got. Yeah, he, I think yeah, he's got, he's one, got one more. Year. Yeah. In um, just about this trade before um, the Anaheim game, they actually had Kyle Davidson on TV discussing uh, th- this trade a little bit and just like the trade deadline in general. And they asked, like, hey, like, Sam Lafferty was the first acquisition that you made as interim GM, like, and now that you've moved him, like, well, how's it feel? He's like, I mean, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) It doesn't feel good to trade players at all. Yeah. Like, you're changing somebody's life, like, you're affecting their family, Um, but you're also trying to do, like, what's best for them at certain, like, for, like, I mean, for certain players, right? Like, Changing, I mean, you're changing their lives for the good too, potentially, because you're sending these guys who were gonna just waste away in Chicago, not do anything this year, and now they have a shot to lose in the first round of the playoffs next year or this upcoming yeah. season. And I don't know if you know this, but Jake McCabe's never made it to the playoffs. Exactly. So that was another thing, like I was gonna say too, because McCabe had that whole rant about how he's tired of losing. He yeah, he's never been close to playing playoff hockey, and it's frustrating. And now. I think he is going to play a big role on that defensive. Oh yeah. Going through the playoffs. When you're the only plus player on a very negative team, uh, you're doing something right defensively and that's going to really help them out for sure. 
<clears throat> and then the other thing that Kyle Davidson went into mention was the fact that like they got a 2025 first rounder and not something sooner. And he was, <clears throat> I don't know if it was just kind of like, you know, trying to not sound like an idiot, but he was like, you know, like ha- it as nice as it is to have all picks in one round, it's great to like spread out the wealth that you're gaining because who knows, like by 2025, like if the guys that they have currently in the system that they drafted last year, that they're going to be drafting this year, like if those guys are looking good and looking like they're going to be ready sooner than later, you can end up turning these first round picks that we have into other assets that are going to just be complementary towards like making this team better faster. So like <clears throat> getting as much as like getting a first rounder in 2023 for this trade would be nice. It doesn't mean that we can't still right. with all the draft picks that we're gaining. Like we saw last year, you just you get Peter Morazic and a first for a second rounder. Like that was pretty good. Peter Morazic played very well, I think. Let's and let's just put, say this now: this team isn't competing next year either. Oh, if absolutely. If we get Bedard, if we get Fantelli, if we draft the Russian, especially if we draft the Russian, yeah. um, this Bad team is not going to Mishkov. He's we're not competing next year. We're still gonna be probably two years away from from competitive hockey again. But now, like what you're saying though, too, is like you have Bedard. Now you're looking like okay, well, that first round pick in 2025, we can use to you know speed this up a little bit and let's go. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. And I'm looking at their like, right now. We have two second round or two first rounds this year. Four potentially three, but right now it's two, four, two. One one none one, I mean that's a lot of fucking draft picks alone. Yeah. I would be shocked if we use all six of those first two round picks if we don't use it to leverage something okay. else. Yeah, I mean, and even then, like, <clears throat> what was it? This the second rounder from the Rangers can move up, can it? Right. Yeah, that's the one that can move up if they reach the conference finals. Yeah, we'll here. Let's get into that then real quick here. Um. So oh, yeah, since we're talking about trades anyway. Yeah. So the big trade. Um, was the Blackhawks sent Patrick <clears throat> to Arizona. They retained 50% of that contract. Um, Arizona then retained 50% of the rest of that contract, sending him to New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers take on a $2.625 million cap hit. Um, Rangers also get Cooper Zek uh, from us. And then they send their third round pick in the 2025 draft to the Arizona Coyotes as a thank you for helping us get under the cap. Yeah. So the condition on the the second round pick for for that is it becomes a first round pick this year if the uh, Rangers make to the conference finals. Which, which I mean, could happen. Be- they made it last year. <clears throat> but as we're going to talk about NHL talk, like the East – Holy fuck. The East is is fucking they're gearing up for war. Like Yeah, it's <laughs> like they're getting gearing up for war while the West is basically gearing up for like a balloon a water balloon fight. Like it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh my god, Post just sent this to us in our group chat. The Blackhawks lines and warm ups versus the coyotes. Kurashev, Domi, Anthony Seau, Tyler Johnson, Gutman, Radish, Boris. Dickinson, Gust, Kara, and Anderson, 
Caleb Jones, Seth Jones, Sonority, Murphy, England, Mitchell, and Phillips. We're going with the 11 forward 7D setup here. Yikes. Holy that's a, shit. That's a, that's a team. <clears throat> that's a team. Oh, God. This is going to be a rough, rough go the last, like, 20-something games of the year. Man, when Jonathan Taze was upset about the team not playing well before, if he comes back before the end of the season, he is going to be – if I'm him and I decide, <laughs> if I'm him and I decide that this is my last season, I'm playing the last game at the United Center of the season. I'm out. See ya. See ya, guys. That's the only one I'm yeah. playing. That's that's all I'm doing. Yeah. So. Damn. So I mean, I wrote down here like basically. No, before we get into that, let's let's talk about Can a little bit because let's face it. As of this moment, this franchise has changed. This legacy, a legacy has come to an end. An era has come to an end. Like what? We all know what Patrick Kane meant to Chicago. We all know what he meant to this franchise. But it's like, how do you even like really like put into words at how much this team's going to miss him? And it's like, you can talk about the potential of him signing next year. We can get into that too in a second. Well, that's the that's what I was going to say just don't want to interject is that I don't have this feeling of like it's over. I have this feeling still of like, it's still to be continued until he signs a contract in the off season. I don't think it's over. So until he puts pen to ink on on another team, I'm not convinced that he's not coming back. So it's mainly because like, Actually, sorry, because I interrupted you. So no, what no, were you? No, saying? no, go ahead, go ahead. Because you're, I was kind of just trying to lead to those whole conversation in general. Yeah. So it's in my mind, like Patrick Kane. I don't see him being able to like sign with many of these top teams. A lot of these teams are still like cap strapped. Like, and the ones that might have a little bit of wiggle room um, are not going to be like contenders. So it's it's really like you can either sign for someone that has the cap space like Chicago, a place that you've lived for the last like 16, 17 years, or you sign like a really not good deal for like a team that's going to contend. But like, I just, I don't know, like the teams that are contending are probably going to be putting money towards like their young players of the future that those are going to be the first, the first few things that they're going to do. But I don't know. I just don't see it. Unless, I mean, I can see Patrick Haynes. I mean, you got to think about it just given what he made available to Kyle Davidson in order to, to like make a move. You have to think it's New York area teams. Yeah. It's Toronto. I don't even, he doesn't even, he never said that he actually no, wanted but I'm to just go saying, to Toronto. I'm, saying, I'm talking too. about so like talking about the general. And Toronto wouldn't be able to afford a fucking thing. I know, I know, and I'm just saying. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Talking Sorry. About, yeah, talking about the, like the general geographic location of yeah. what oh, just of like offering. of like what yeah. he would be doing. Yes, what you were doing, and I can see him signing less for the Rangers to play with Panarin, especially if they get super close to a cup this year. If they somehow get to the conference finals again, and they make it through the juggernaut that is the Eastern Conference. Or, and they can get to it. I can see him taking a lesser deal to continue to play in New York with Panarin, close to home in Buffalo, 
Um, that that wouldn't surprise me. I can see him signing in Buffalo if he really, really wants to try to like prove have a prove it moment. Like if he could go to Buffalo and win there, I don't think there's any denying at how amazing of a player Patrick Kane is. Then at that point, that's like him going and you know and and just taking a team that just has never been able to do it and take him to the promised lands. But then you're also like you said, it's Chicago. Chances are his family isn't moving, leaving Chicago. They're going to have their place still here. They'll probably travel with them for a little bit towards the end of the year, you know, like for the end of the year. But you can't imagine that he's going to uplift his family for three months of hockey, you know, like they're probably going to stay here. So there is an option for him to still be here. I think now the question though comes down to is, is Kyle Davison going to want him back? I don't see. I don't see how you wouldn't want Patrick Kane on a team um, as a leader to develop your or to just show the young prospects like how it's done. Like guys that have been literally probably guys that are coming into the league that were looking up to Patrick Kane when they were younger. Like <clears throat> I think that that I mean the face of the franchise, the leadership, just I I mean. Outside of hockey, the marketing that Patrick Kane brings to like the Hawks, he's one of the probably highest selling jerseys, or probably has the highest in like jersey sales, like for his whole career. Also, Um, (coughs) the other thing that kind of scares me, actually, that I'm looking at it, is Buffalo does have actually a good amount of cap space coming up next year. They do, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if Buffalo can. Somehow find a like like we said last week that uh, we said it last week and then all of a sudden you start seeing it a little bit. They're kicking the tire on Gibson, which they should. So they should absolutely so do that. They come in and they bring in a legit an A goalie. But like I can see like if Patrick Kane wanted to send like a one year deal in Buffalo, that would probably work out perfectly for them. God damn it! Yeah, because they have like. <clears throat> they're really good guys that are on their entry level contracts are pretty much still on those for next year. And then it's like, okay, now we have to spit. Now we have to like dish out some dough. And then the guys that like have extended already are on really good extensions that like leave the door wide open for some pretty good, like off season signings. <laughs> It's just it's it's weird to try to figure out where he would potentially go because it's like I also never expected to be in this situation. Like right. I thought he was gonna die a black hawk. Yeah, him not being in a hawk's jersey is like the weirdest fucking idea. And like just seeing NHL twenty uh twenty-three posted like, oh, first look at Kane in the in the Rangers jersey, and it's just it's so fucking bizarre. Like <laughs> I do, I do. I can't wait for that roster update, oh, though. I want to play as that team so bad. Do I want a Kane Rangers jersey now? Of course I do. The Hawks have projected right now $41 million in cap space for next year. Jesus. Give Kane a one-year $20 million contract. <laughs> Isn't the max only like 15 or something? Uh, who cares? What's the floor? The floor? The floor is lava. <laughs> so as of right now, the cap floor is sixty-one million. Okay, so we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely need a lot. So it's like, hey, you could, Kane here, blink check, 
three-year deal. What do you want? Yeah, honestly, I, if we can get him on a three-year deal, <clears throat> I think that's good. Yes. And if he's still if he's still got gas in the tank after that, just one-year deals until he decides to hang him up or gets the franchise record. And that, that's what I was just about to bring up. I'm like, here's here's technically what he's chasing. So if his career with the Blackhawks is officially over and he doesn't sign with the Hawks this summer, here's where he stands in the three major categories, offensive categories. Goals, he is third all-time with 446. Assists, second all-time with 779. Points, second all-time with 1,225. And that's just Blackhawks. And that's just Blackhawks. So does that get think that eats at him a little bit or do you think he's just so not thinking about that at a, at this point or in general uh i mean i'm sure he would love to like be the all-time leader in points just as just to have that as well just to be so successful and also just be like like on paper the best even though we know he's like clearly the best that we've ever had i think uh how far away is he from first he's super close to best american of all time too and when i say super close he's like within 200 points which three years the madonna or bobby hall or brett hall brett hall in points so yes, i've seen i've seen three or two different lists one with madonna was number one and one with Brett Hall is number one. It, it it depends on if you count Brett Hall as an American or a Canadian. So do you count Brett Hall as an American? I don't really care. You play for Team he's, USA. He's, he's, yeah, he's he's American on this list. So yeah, go for it. <clears throat> play for Team USA, sure. Um, right, like once he gets that, it's like clearly no doubt he's best American born player of all time. But it would be great if he was the best American born player of all time and the best Blackhawk of all time, stats wise. <clears throat> I'm convinced too, if he doesn't come back to Chicago to to try to pass Makita, I don't think we see that happen in our lifetime. Hunter Bedard. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> ah man, still, I don't know. We'll see. But all right, I mean, now what? So now what does this mean for the Hawks? All in on the Bedard train? Yeah, I mean, where else do you go but down? <laughs> Watch them. I mean, they have had such a good record when Kane's not in the lineup. No, it's fucking weird, man, how good they play without him. Do, you, do they make any more moves? Like, I think unless... Do you think, do you think Domi's still, like, possibly being moved? Because I wouldn't... I would like for him to just get an extension, but also I could see him being traded and coming back. I I think with Dome, it's going to come down to how desperate other playoff teams are because a lot of the big names have flown off the board today. Yeah. In the past couple of days. So if there's a it's, team that It's may- weird, <clears throat> too, because like the Western Conference teams haven't done anything. They really haven't, and I feel like maybe somebody could use like a Max Domi, like oh, like Winnipeg, like I'm sure you could use that. But do the do the Western Conference teams kind of are playing it smart, letting the East take everybody up, move all their fucking assets? I don't know. I don't know if you kind of look at it. 
playing checks versus chess or uh, checks, chess versus checkers yeah. kind of situation with that. But I mean, Minnesota's making moves. Yeah, they picked up a guy that's on LTIR. <laughs> And they've retained salary as the third team in other trades. Like, I don't how they like. I don't get it. We're talking about the other in cap hell, and they're somehow saying, "Hey, we'll take your cap. Let's go. We'll take." I mean, they didn't. They didn't have. They haven't had to make any changes because no Western Conference teams are making any changes. Like, the Eastern Conference is going ham because all of them want to, like, win. And it's like, well, we're we're so invested in this season. Like, we better invest more. And the West is like, oh, yeah, you guys go ahead and do that. Like, we'll take our chances with what we got. Um, <laughs> randomly think about it because I was looking at the retained salary thing here. According to Cap Friendly, you can retain three salaries per year. We we yeah. were just it was two, so that's an edit there. That's um, because NHL fucking lies in the video game. Us. Yeah. So the Hots retain Patrick Kane's salary for this year, the McCabe for the next, well, technically a year and a quarter. I don't know however you want to consider how much left. Two years. Yeah, two years, yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, really quick looking at the lineup, I don't – I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been, like, chatter about Jason Dickinson a little bit. I kind of felt like he would have been with the Lafferty territory with that, like, depth, depth forward ad, but he also has a little bit more of a cap hit, about a million yeah. dollars more than – than uh, Lafferty, and that's not the type of guy you you, you retain salary on at all. Um, yeah, he might be on the move next year. Maybe next year, yeah. Yeah, when it comes down to forwards, I think Matt Stomey might be the only one that potentially could go if somebody calls and asks. Defense, I think our defensemen are pretty much set here. Um, What's going on with Zaisev? Is he like is it like visa issues or what? I don't know. He hasn't really played much this year um, in Ottawa. I don't know what the deal is with him. So, yeah, I He's think. just like not not rostered for some reason. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird right now because the forward group only makes $21 million. And like that's what Taze and Kane made together. <laughs> Yeah, before the, I think it was before the Toronto, or not Toronto, sorry. Yeah, no. Yes, Toronto trade. Jesus Christ. It's like having a stroke. Um, I was like calculating the, the, the Hawks' like team salary when they didn't have Lafferty in the lineup and no Kane on Saturday. I was like, wow, this, this forward lineup makes less than 20 million. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of weird. That's weird seeing the highest paid player is Seth Jones. It's Tyler Johnson. Oh, on the forward group button. Yeah, Seth Jones. And like Seth Jones has the longest contract. Yeah. If Kyle Davidson can can trade Seth Jones somewhere and we can like re- honestly, if we move Connor Murphy and we really have no long term contracts, that would probably be like the best. But I would attach one of those first round picks in like twenty-four or twenty-five. Seth Jones to get him out. It, I at this point it doesn't really matter. Like we need to, well, no, like, yeah, at this point, but reach the cap we need to reach the cap floor anyway. And he's not like a huge game changer. We're kind of just stuck with that contract. 
Oh, I forgot. I had mentioned this in our group chat, but since we're talking about the Seth Jones, since the trade that we had um, and we lost our first last season, was it kind of smart on Bowman to not top 10 protect that that trade? Because if it was top 10 protected, we would have been giving Columbus this year's first rounder. And I stick with my original statement in the text that I don't think Bowman was thinking that far ahead. I think he just assumed it wasn't going to be a top two pick because if you remember when he added Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, he's like, this is a playoff team. This yeah. is a team that can compete and we can get back to glory and all this kind of stuff. So I don't even think, I don't even Fleury. think, yeah, I don't even think that was on his, on his mind. It was probably the greatest accident in the conditional that he, he had added because yeah. Man, good thing we gave up that instead of like what could potentially be like first overall this year. It would it would that would have been like um was it Ottawa? Yeah. Ottawa top ten protecting a pick and then ended up giving up the pick that became Kale McCarr. Yeah. Oh my god. Woof. <laughs> Imagine if it was top ten protected and then but we they, lost they it did this year. We lost it this did. year and then Bowman is just <clears throat> Watching us win the draft lottery, knowing that he fucked us again. Yeah. Yeah, that they, they did keep the pick for Brady Kachuk, though. So it turned out pretty well uh, for them anyway. Speaking of Bowman, him and uh, Quinville are supposedly doing the, cl- the classes to get reinstated. Yeah. They're taking like diversity and respect um, classes or something. Good for, good, for, good for Q. Bowman should get never be allowed back. Unforgivable what he did. Fuck that guy. Fuck yeah, him. man. It's it's a bunch of shit. Um. All right. You oh man. Else, anything else you want to touch on for Hawks? I just I don't know. I hope it's it. I hope it's over. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just been so, not like underwhelming, but just whelming. <laughs> like it's not like anything spectacular. And the whole Patrick Kane thing, when you'll get like the common fan that's not like looking too hard into it just being like how the hell did we only get a second and a fourth and (laughs) whatever guys it's because Kane gave one team as the option it was known to everyone that the Rangers were the only team he would go to so do you just not get anything and I think that's when it comes down to like I'd rather have something than nothing right like Give him the chance to play out the rest of the season on the contender. Get something for in return, even if it's not a first. And it's like, it sucks because like at the beginning of the year, it's like, man, we can get so much for Patrick Kane. It's like, it's just, when is he going to wave his, wave his no move? It's like, oh, well, we never really took into account the fact that he would give one team as the listed teams. And I saw like people saying like, well, Claude Giroux got a prospect and a first and like a third it's like well Claude Giroux also like left the mystery of like who the teams were that he would wave for even though it only was Florida no one really knew it was only Florida I thought there was another team out there too though Colorado yeah and they couldn't do it but apparently that was never the case but they just didn't make it well known that one team was the only team because then you could ask for more we can't ask for more from the Rangers if they know they're the only team in contention for Patrick Kane yeah, man. We're getting pretty fucking handcuffed on a lot of these trades for our good players. And, like, you better you, – <clears throat> I mean, in a 
in a perfect world, we could have gotten way more for Debrinket and Kane and maybe Kirby Doc, even though I think that was really good value. I think Kirby Doc, we got we we got way better value than I, I was expecting, honestly. Boy, in reality, with the situations the way they were laid out, we got a we got a return. And it's not as underwhelming when you look at it, but emotionally it's very underwhelming. <laughs> let me let me ask this then really quick because you talk about get something for him. Yeah. You're confident though that he was gonna sign an extension with Chicago or you know to come back to Chicago. Yeah. Wouldn't it be worth just keeping him and and having that as only player for the Blackhawk legacy part of it? Like what like I mean that's I mean that's like we that's put a lot put a lot of like, weight into like being only on one team right, when, when in reality that's not like good business for the franchise, right? Like getting the assets and acquiring more draft picks is what helps makes the franchise better rather than like Patrick Kane was a Blackhawk for life. Like that doesn't make the franchise better. I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say though, it's like, I think at that point, if you were so confident that he was going to sign with the Blackhawks, then you could have just put the foot down and be like, Hey, you're the one team that he's willing to go to. Yeah. This is our price. We have no problem not trading him. We have no problem keeping him here. You match it. You make him happy. We make him happy kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I wish they, they like, could have just been like, you see the, the what the East is, is willing to throw down on. And like, you really want Patrick Kane to put you over the edge and really get you there. Like maybe yes. you should pay up a little bit more. And that's where I'm a little disappointed with the return too. Like I understand why the return is what it is. Yeah, but I think KD had a little bit more power than he used, and he had a little bit more leverage that he could have used. And you said it's exactly, hey, you have already invested a lot to go all in this year with picking up Tarasenko and all that. You might as well finish the job, go all the way, grab yeah. grab Patrick, and do this. But he did, and he did, and you know what? Good for for KD. I I, I appreciate him being a a looking out for the players and he did right by Patrick and, and he sent him where he wanted to go at whatever cost it was. Yeah. I just wish there was a like, maybe there was, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know. We don't hear those conversations unless they do one of those like videos where they're like, Oh, inside the war room and all that kind of stuff. It's like, maybe he did push back a little bit, but it's like, I wish there was a little bit more, more fight because I think he had more leverage in the situation than he people truly believed given the you know given the situation you hear the one team only okay yo, well fuck there goes the hawks are screwed but it's like yeah no man the east you're fucked you don't make a move you don't go all in if you think this is your year this is the piece that's gonna put you over there you, you gotta give us what we want type of thing right i don't know i mean we'll see how it how it all ends up working out over the next few years really because like what what happens with those picks? What happens with everything? Like we won't know. Where does Kane go in the offseason? Like, was it worth it? Is he come back? Did we just get a second and a fourth for basically not having Kane for a couple months? And like, did it help us reach the bottom of the the league and get first overall? Like, this is. I wish I knew like 
what was going on in Kyle Davidson's head where he's like, okay, like this is going to fit into like the plan that I have right now. Like this is, this is good enough that I can either, I have my eye on somebody in that's projected to go a certain spot in this draft that like, this will help me get them. Or I know what I can do with these picks in order to move and make more. Like he's got a lot of flexibility. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that's what I really like about him is that, he hasn't shown his cards like what the fuck he's doing, like what his game plan is. He is just acquiring, acquiring, acquiring. And it's like, you don't know what he's going to do with it and, and how he sees this rebuild going. And I think we can officially now declare that the rebuild has officially begun. The sell-off has ended like all the major pieces that could go to, to make up for, for what Stan did. I mean, the last major thing is is Seth Jones, but it, like you said, at this point, it's fine because we need to get to that cap floor. Yeah. So it's like now officially this team can start rebuilding and start retooling and and adding the pieces to to build the future. And hopefully in five years, hopefully sooner, but in five years, this is a competitive team. And we're looking back at like, oh, this is the moment that really changed this franchise by making this move to pick that pick to get that player and so on and so forth. Yeah. The, the clarity of like where we're going in order to get to where we want to be is, is nice to have. <clears throat> it sucks to go through. <laughs> it's, it's shit to see the like Instagram posts and like all the stuff of. And like, I made the mistake. I will remember <laughs> you. I don't know if you follow our Instagram page, but I think I put the most perfect little clip from parts of follow our Instagram. I'm talking page. in general, the listeners, man. <laughs> oh. the listeners. Jesus. But what? Yeah. The, the Chris Pratt from parts and rec where I was like, this is all Chicago right now. Or he's like, Oh, you know, I'm depressed. You know, I'm not eating very much, not sleeping. Well, I have no hot, like my hobbies don't interest me anymore. And it's like all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like, it's so depressing that this happened. And then I made the fucking mistake of reading comments on posts talking about the trade and fuck the hockey community online. You guys are fucking morons. You don't know what you're talking about calling. Like I knew the second, the second this trade went through, we were going to get mocked for the, the return and God damn it. Was I right? I fucking hate the online hockey community. You guys are assholes. No fucking way. That is amazing. Arizona. The Coyotes put out an Instagram post with a Kane edited uh, Arizona jersey just saying, thank you, Patrick Kane. That is fucking amazing. Oh, God. Gotta love it. Oh, God. I love that. Oh, Patrick Kane released a statement, too. That was an hour ago. Um, I'm so thankful for everything the city, the Blackhawks organization, my teammates, and the fans have done for me and my family over the last 16 years. The support was consistent from day one, and Chicago will forever be home for us. This has been an emotional time for me and my family, but I feel this decision puts me in the best spot to immediately win another Stanley Cup. This isn't about me leaving the Blackhawks, but this is about an opportunity for me. The Blackhawks did everything they could do to put me in a great position. I will ever be grateful. It is bittersweet to leave a place that is so special to me, but I will always call, uh, carry the memories we made in Chicago. I will miss the roar of the United Center, the defending or the deafening sound of the anthem, and the people of Chicago. Together, we made memories that will last a lifetime, like the three Stanley Cup championship banners that will forever hang in the United Center. I look forward to this next step in my career and will forever be appreciative for all that I've received from the Blackhawks and Chicago. Dude, he is not coming back. 
Yeah, it sounds like he's not coming back. <laughs> he's not coming back. Well, the next time we see him in the United Center when he's not playing for a, another team is when 88's going up to the rafters. I don't know, man. If he's like on the final year, he might come back for like. I don't fucking know, man. I don't even care anymore. Hockey's stupid. Everything is dumb. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, enough about the Blackhawks, huh? Um, basically, last thing about the Blackhawks. Don't be sad. It's over. Be happy it happened. <laughs> yeah, don't let the, the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> I'm fucking bitter now. No, I'm not. I'm just ah, emotionally um, fucked up. <laughs> This is so weird. This is, is it, yeah. It's just Dude, weird, man. I feel really weird. I feel even weirder now reading that statement. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he comes back. I think he signs cheap to stay in New York. I mean, Brad Richards did it to them, to us. They got he got bought out and then came and won a cup here on a million dollar contract, but he was still getting paid by the Rangers. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. We've been kind of talking really long, so there's some. Tra- let's t- do trades. Um, we'll hold off on teams and players of the month just because there's still a shit ton of games going on today, so that could potentially alter decisions a little. Nah, bit. fuck that. Uh, Blackhawks, number one team of the month for me. You really? No, but they're the biggest surprise. <laughs> I mean, I'm Colorado go- played great. Boston is still just. I'm gonna go. I'm going Colorado airing. for my team. Colorado okay. seven and one, seven, one and two for 16 points. Rolling right back up in the central. It's got to be the Rangers for me. Has nothing to do with their record and all, all has to do with the fucking trades they made. So for the social post, you just not want me to put just picked up Patrick Kane and don't put yeah. or anything. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, and only gave up one first rounder for sure. Uh, real quick, I'm looking at the games. Then, you know, it's uh, funny. The in <laughs> in uh, February, the Blackhawks tied the Tampa Bay Lightning in points. Unless the Lightning played a day, <clears throat> well, which they do. Yeah, they Lightning we'll played play today. Oh yeah, and the Hawks played today. I'm taking McDavid as my Player of the Month. Yeah, man, he's pretty good. Nine goals, 14 assists, 23 50, points. 50 first on career, the year. First career 50-goal season, which is insanity to me. Um, God damn, dude. Uh, Patrick Kane, player of the ball. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it. Do you want him in the arena jersey or? Yeah, man, fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through some of the trades that happened so far. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the league, I'm only talking about big ones here. I don't want to talk about these little bullshit ones. Dmitry Orlov. Uh, that was actually a pretty decent trade. Um, going to Boston. Uh, the Capitals got a, a decent haul, man. Fucking a first, a second, and a third. So they've already flipped that first rounder. Yeah. And so that that first rounder is now Rasmus Sandin, but the first rounder was packaged with Eric Gustafson to go to Toronto. Which Toronto now has nine defensemen on their team. I'm assuming, is that including Jake Muzzin? No. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's weird. Um, so uh, yeah. Also, Garnett uh, Hathaway went to Boston as well, part of that deal. Yeah. Um, he's having like I, I'm pretty sure he's having like a decent season. I remember hearing more about him in the earlier part of the year. Um, he's already got an assist in two games in Boston. He's um, more of just like a depth guy. Yeah. That's the next move to me that seemed pretty decent was Winnipeg Jets picking up Nino Niederreiter for a 2024 second round pick. I mean, that's a, I think that's a really good pickup for, for Winnipeg Add a little offensive power to their team. Yeah. I mean, also not retaining any salary on that. That's pretty good. <clears throat> I thought Nino was going to have a much better year, but like I said, at the beginning of the year yeah. is Nashville had a ton of career seasons last year and they really did not repeat like they were, thought they were going to. Um, but yeah, he joins a, a Winnipeg team that's doing great in the central right now. Um, which one do you think is the next big one? Uh, of getting dead off is a, is a good pickup for, uh, Dallas, especially since they, they actually gained cap space in this trade. Because Dadnoff was fifty percent retained, so he's at two point five, and Gurianov was two point nine. I don't was Gurianov just not having a good year? Yeah, he only had nine points in forty three games. That could be a huge, huge pickup for Montreal though, if that if he could turn it around. But um, yeah, I wonder how many times Montreal checked uh, his oh, yeah. his no trade list before uh before setting Dadnoff off. Yeah, yeah, uh, Gurianov's only twenty five too, so he's got a lot. Of, Left, he's got a lot left in the tank, probably. And I mean, that team's a that's a young team too that can probably he'll probably get more minutes on. Um, last move for like an Eastern Conference or Western Conference team made that kind of was a decent sized one was Vegas Golden Knight picking up Barashev from the St. Louis Blues. Um, I mean, it's not going to make or break that team, I don't think. But it's again, it's a good addition, cheap player on a cheaper, cheaper contract, add some extra depth, some extra power to that team. Um, I feel like after that trade went through, then the East. Was... I just, I was sorry, I just don't know the appeal of Barbashev. So yeah. he's twenty-seven. He had a good season last year of sixty points in eighty-one games. This year, he's got twenty-nine points in fifty-nine. But he's never had like that's like this is his second highest scoring season, and he's twenty seven. All right, well let's let's. I like, see why that. was everybody so high on him? I see a, that, and I will raise you a trade. I'm gonna skip over one. We'll go back to it, but I raise you, Tampa Bay picking up Chan- Tanner Geno Geno for Kelfoot. 2023 third rounder, a 2023 fourth rounder, a 2023 fifth rounder, 2024 second rounder, and a 2025 first rounder. What the fuck? The dude's had like points this year. Yeah. He also just hits like a fuck ton. So essentially what I always, what I always believe the Tampa Bay's GM just confirmed it. Jeff fix me nothing. No, There's they don't way too much, like way too much emphasis on, on draft picks. And I know we just spent 45 minutes talking about what draft picks mean to the Blackhawks, but at the same time, I think when you're throwing around five fucking draft picks, including a, a decent defensive player. Mm, I, I've heard that he's not really decent. And I said, I think this decent year. is enough. Um, for a guy with 14 fucking points, 
Like that right there. And also, fuck you, dude, for making that trade and making the Hawks return for uh, Kane look even worse. Oh, Janelle so, can get this, but, you know, Cash or Kane can only get this. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. I guess I read the, read the comments. Janelle's 25 RFA. Um, I'm almost positive that he leads the league in hits. <laughs> or... For preparing for a fucking beat down fucking murder fest of the East, you're gonna want the guy that's got two hundred and what is it? Is it two hundred? No, 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 no. Oh, twenty twenty two season. Yeah, two hundred and thirteen hits right now. <laughs> like he only has fourteen points currently, but last year when Nashville, when everybody was really clicking, he had twenty four goals and seventeen assists, playing like third fourth line minutes. And then I was just about to follow up too. Where have you heard this story before? T- uh, t- t- uh, Tampa Bay picks up a third, fourth line, you know, depth player at the deadline, and he somehow turns into a career season, rest of the season, and sends this team to the Stanley Cup final. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's the uh, uh, Nick Paul pickup of this. Nick this Paul, Goudreau, Hagel, like yeah. it's insane. It's insane how Tampa Bay does that every year. Um, Who's the other one? Oh shit! Barclay, oh, Barclay Goudreau said, "What's the other one?" Fuck. There's one more. Is it the one he's in Calgary, or Goudreau's in? Goudreau's in, in no Goudreau's, Goudreau's in, on the Rangers. Yeah, he was in Calgary. Oh, he's on the Rangers. Yeah, but he was in Calgary last year, I think. No, 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 no. Calgary has somebody else that was literally the fourth, third, or fourth liner. Oh shit! What is it? Um. Fuck. <laughs> All right, while you're thinking about that, um, another trade. There's... Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. That's yeah. That's exactly. What I was... Yeah. That's the one. That's um, it. I just wanted to go back to the the Vegas Gold Knights trade, just because I wanted to mention that Zach Dean is one of their first rounders that they've made, and I don't know if you saw this stat, but Vegas has made six first round picks since they've. I think that's right. Six first round picks since they've um, joined the NHL and they've traded away five of them. <laughs> Which, I mean, this is kind of like that Tampa Bay thing where you can either hope that guy turns out to be a decent NHL player or you can just fucking get rid of it and be it's like, well, we're going to get a, an NHLer right now for this. Like, why wait until then? That's what Breezebaugh came out and said. He's like, I mean, we can hold on to those picks and hope those guys turn out to be NHLers, or we can just turn them into an NHLer currently. Right. Like, like, fuck them picks, man. <laughs> um, and, I mean, if, if you look at, like, the draft, the Hawks really only get, like, one or two guys out of every draft year that, like, play an okay amount of games in the show. So, is he right? I mean, I don't think I don't think he's crazy. He's like, I do not give a shit about these picks. We're winning currently. Let's fucking get somebody that helps us win currently. <laughs> it's kind of what Pittsburgh was doing. Exactly. I mean, if you can make it work, and they obviously do, they got their their solid guys locked in. I mean, what? Why do you need picks? Fuck you, need picks. Support, you need supporting cast. Um. All right. Real quick, we'll go through more of these. Uh, New Jersey Devils acquired Timo Meyer, um, and a yeah. bunch of other shit from San Jose for four players, two dra- <clears throat> uh, three draft picks in a hole. Bunch of fucking conditions. Um, yeah. 
So if the pick is a top two selection, New Jersey will instead transfer their own 2024 first round draft pick. Um, that's for the condition on the first round pick. If that's, Jersey, which is in like, isn't that impossible? Yeah. That's, that's this year. Yeah. If New Jersey makes the 2023 Eastern Conference final and Meyer plays in 50% of the games, or New Jersey makes the 2024 Eastern Conference final, the pick becomes New Jersey's 2024 first round pick. That's the condition on the second round pick for next year. Um, let's see. There's there's an addition to that. If the 2024 first is top 10, New Jersey will have the option instead of transferring over their 2025 first. Should New Jersey transfer their 2023 first to their 2024 first as it is top two protected and they make the conference finals in 2024, San Jose will receive their 2025 first. Just fucking yeah. train them your 2025 first and just call it a day. No, nah, it's, it's <laughs> they, they're protecting basically both first rounders. But the thing is, they're going to lose the first rounder this year. And then the only way they would end up having to give up their 2025 first rounder is they have the conditions basically have to be they make the conference finals this year and then absolutely blow shit next year. And become a top ten like, like pick, um, and then that way that gets transferred to twenty twenty five. It's just such a weird like minor condition that like is so impossible to happen of them getting top two this year, and then also making the conference final next year instead. Like that's so that's a that's a weird fucking situation to happen based on the fact that they're a top team this year. <laughs> yeah. And I mean anything can happen next season, you know. But they ended up getting rid of Andreas Johnson, so just an NHLer, uh Fabian Zetterland who was like a former third round pick, the Nikita Ak- Akhatiuk. Oh, that's a that's a hard one for me too. I'm I think he was like <laughs> he was like he was like a former he was like a second round pick yeah in 2019 he's a second round pick from the uh Devils and then the Shakir Makahamun Dillon nailed it um he was their first round pick in 2020 <laughs> Look at that name and tell me I didn't say that right I dude you could you could have said a million different things and I would have thought you said it right so Makahamun Dillon yeah all right, read um, the name. Read the names that New Jersey acquired then too, besides Scott Harrington, Timo Meyer, <laughs> uh, Zachary Amond, uh, Santeri Hataka, and Timur Ibragimov. Timur, 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 Timur Ibragimov. Uh, I don't know anything. I didn't really actually look into these guys, but one's a sixth rounder. One was a sixth rounder. It's probably like a, a like three sixth round pick guys. Yep, they're all sixth round picks. So it doesn't mean they can't make the show. Uh, they're just probably don't have a great chance. And Sharks got, I think, a decent a decent haul. Like I know a lot of people were like, oh, like those aren't the big names that they really were hoping for. Like I think Holtz was one. Um, Zetterland was kind of like, ah, like if we get him, we get him. That's cool because he is playing this year. Uh, people wanted Dawson Mercer. I mean, they have some like big, like they had a big first rounder this year that was what second overall, the Simon Nemesh, Nemec, the defenseman. Yeah. So they didn't give up like their biggest prospects, but like I wouldn't say they got nothing. 
But yeah, man, there's a like this trade and then the Tampa trade, and where you're just like, wow, that's a lot going back and forth. Yeah. And I feel like that happened for a, a good amount of trades where you're like, damn, yeah. So how are you deciding to like move all of these things at once? <laughs> this is now fair value. Here's five, four players and two picks. <clears throat> I'm going forward to uh, Sabres acquire Riley Stillman from Vancouver. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes picked uh, Pula Vajarvi. Pula Vajarvi? Pula Um, a.k.a. my helmet doesn't fit. Uh, Minnesota Wild pick up Marcus Johansson from the Capitals for a third-round pick. We already talked about this one. Toronto uh, acquired Gustafson in a 2023 first-round pick. Boston's from the Capitals for Rasmus Sandin. Um, then they, Toronto went on and moved Peter Ingvall to the Islanders for 2024 third round pick. Um, then the Toronto Maple Leafs kept going. They picked up uh, Lucas Shen from Vancouver for a 2023 third round pick. Um, I just love that you called him Peter Engvall. It's Pierre Engvall. And then you call him like Lucas or Luca Shen. It's like Luke Shen. <laughs> Dude, I totally just was going really fast i thought his name was peter yeah no yeah you were you were on a roll of wrong names i was like yeah keep going (laughs) uh edmonton oilers made a big move to uh mateus ekholm they picked him up retaining four percent with national retaining four percent of his salary Um, they also got a 2024 six round pick uh for tyson berry reed schaefer schaefer um, a 2023 first round and a 2024 fourth round. Um, that's another one that I kind of was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Yeah, I'm surprised they moved on from Tyson Berry, but I haven't been following what he's been up to this season. Like he went from being a decent player. I guess I don't know. He's got 43 points in 61 games, but he's a minus three. But I feel like Edmonton has a lot of minus players, even though they score a lot of goals. Um was I mean Matias Ekholm is probably just like a nice upgrade, but yeah. a little bit more defensive. Uh what is he got this they, year? I think that's what they need is more defense than anything. Yeah, no, they're not good at keeping the puck out of that. Also, he's got term left, doesn't he? Yeah, this is his first year of a four year deal. That's probably why they only retained four percent to make it six mil even. Makes sense. Um because yeah, Jesus. Uh, what does Tyson Berry have much left on his deal? He's got another year after this, too. Another year. So that's another guy that they can end up flipping for next season, um, for even more more shit, because he's more offensive minded. So any kind of team that like Toronto needed wanted to get Gustafson. I don't understand. Put him, that, but put Tyson Berry was... back in Toronto next year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think so. The main takeaway from like the trade so far is Toronto. Well done. I think they did a great job to to improve their team so far. And I kind of mentioned in our in our group chat that I think the best comment I saw about their their trading so far is Kyle Dubas did everything in his power to make this a winning team in the playoffs this year. At this point, it is on the players. And yeah. And I think he is legitimately earned, and I think he's he's earned his contract extension with the with the moves he's made this uh, at this deadline time, quote unquote. I feel like over the last like three years, like each time it's been like, man, this has been like the best Toronto team that you can put together, and then somehow it gets better. 
was just like, okay, like this is the best Toronto team that you can put together. Yeah, like at what point do you just say, like the players, like what's going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the only other option, if they if they don't get past the first round this year, is just blow it up. And I, I mean, and at the same time, it's like, why would you do it? Like you are a good team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, blow it up. That's fine. Blow it up. Yeah, send Matthews to Chicago, and we'll have Bedard and Matthews play together. Blow it up in a couple of years from now, and so that pick that's top ten protected, you can keep it, and then we'll take the one that's top ten that's not protected the following year, and hopefully it's like a top two or three. Yeah. So yeah, lots lots going. Um, I don't even I'm know. Just- I'm a little bit more upset that I wish that like they made that Rasmus Sandin move where they got Boston's first this year. I wish they would have made that before the McCabe and Lafferty trade and just yeah. given us that fucking pick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's I got I bet that pick's gonna end up being that's gotta be like 31 or 32 in the upcoming draft anyway. Like the team I don't know actually, because with the way that the East Handle loaded up. The Boston is probably not sitting so comfortably at this point. Yeah, what's that? What's that stat? <laughs> it's like Toronto, Tampa, New Jersey, New York all have a 0. .640 win percentage or point percentage, and yeah. two of those teams are not going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, but then I I also was looking at the stand like the the standings. If you did a traditional one through eight, all those teams yeah. play each other anyways. In the first yeah, round. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Jersey yes. would play right as of right now, Jersey would play the New York Rangers, which would be a crazy awesome like matchup. And then Toronto would play Tampa Bay, which is also another great matchup. So it's and like, then it would be Islanders and Carolina and then Pittsburgh and Boston. But right now it'll be Pitts. Yeah, it's exactly how it would be currently, anyway. Exact same setup. Well, it's so weird. Yeah, so it's like I don't know everybody bitching about the playoffs format and all that yeah it does suck but hey ain't gonna change this year i mean nothing would nothing would matter so all right i i got nothing else this is going on for a little bit longer than i think we anticipated but with being trade time and all this i don't think our post trade deadline episode is going to be as in-depth because i literally think everything has happened already uh, i think we'll maybe get one yeah. two big moves on friday but that's about it i think you're just yeah, there's the only things that I've been seeing now is just like teams still in on Gavrikov. Kicker. Uh, it says like LA is on in on Gavrikov and possibly Corpusalo. Um, yeah, Chikrin, if it could be just another year of the Chikrin tease, where is he gonna go? Is he not gonna go? No big um, either. That's weird. That's I usually feel there's like at least one goalie move by now. Yeah, like I mean, is Gibson gonna be moved? Or I think uh, I, like does do you think like does Buffalo try and do something, or are they just like hey this is a year that's a, a step in the right direction, and then next year like utilize the cap space that we have does <clears throat> make that maneuver. I just noticed that we're about to wrap up here, but does Gibson still have term? Yeah. Why would you not? Why would you not take a run at a guy that has term that? If you can make it fit when you're in your in your plan, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Do something, man. I want you guys to be good. Let's go. And while you're at it, go back to the black jersey full time. Let's go. Do it. 
Do the right thing. They're still paying Cody Hodgson. That's funny. Um, man, I just, I don't know. Is Domi going to be moved? I think, are, are there any other like Hawks maneuvers that are left? No, I think unless, like I said, I think unless Dome gets an offer that's like, or Kyle Davidson gets an offer for Dome that just is like one of those NHL EA trades where it's like, oh, I'm going to accept this before you change yeah. your mind type of move. I, I think he gets announced as an extension past the dead, a little past the deadline. What I said with uh, when, when we had Sarge on is I'm surprised that like McCabe got so much hype when Connor Murphy is like the exact same player. <laughs> I think it's like, term and just the, the, that extra year and that extra, uh, extra 400,000. Yeah. yeah. I think that does, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but he's I mean, probably, he, he might be the Jake McCabe next year. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but all right. Episode two fourteen, Tanner, what are we calling it? You can call it the New York Cangers. New York Cangers. New York. God, New York. <laughs> All right. So for Jeremy Taylor, oh! <laughs> the New York Rangers. It uh, hurts. It hurts. I'm gonna do that too. And like in parentheses, it hurts. The um, sadness you can feel it. <laughs> Overwhelming. Make sure, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Follow us. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, yeah, like I said, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's it's bumping. I think I'm gonna start focusing more on YouTube shit too. So let's go. Let's bump it. Um, all right. So we will see you next week in uh the first episode of the new era of Blackhawks hockey. I mean, this was the first episode of the new Not era of Blackhawks. It's still it's still the wound, it's the the wound is still fresh. They're already losing. I know. So I, just, <laughs> I was happy. I smiled. But all right. We will we will see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.